0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: Welcome to Move Your Mind. My name is Nick Brax, and this is a podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. On today's episode, I want to welcome Peter Chambers. Peter had a career in banking until 2019, but left following a diagnosis of motor neuron disease. Peter talks about dealing with the diagnosis, the rapid deterioration that comes with it, such as losing use of limbs, and coming to terms with having a disease with a 6-10 to 10 year mortality rate. Peter's message is touching, and he bravely shares the life lessons that have come from dealing with such adversity. This was also a really personal interview for me, Having recently lost my uncle Bruce after a long and hard battle with motor neuron disease, Peter, thank you so much for making the time to chat to me. I've heard a lot about you through Phil, a mutual friend of ours, and um, really excited to have this chat. I, I know you've got so many things to share that uh, are really important to talk about. So I just want to first of all say thank you f- again for making the time to do it because it's it's really important that we have these conversations.
2: Absolutely. So my situation is I've uh, been diagnosed with motor neuron disease. Um, I probably, you know, had, well, with hindsight, I had symptoms back in probably 17 or so, which was to do with my breathing. I was just sort of short of breath more than I, um, more than normal and, you know, walking up a flight of stairs, those sorts of things. Um, and then early 18, I just sort of had a bit of arm problem, um, moving my arms fully and a bit of weakness in my hands and those sorts of things. So time we get it checked out, um, you know, despite being a bloke, I did get it checked out, um. (laughs) We're not good at that stuff as a, as a rule. So, um, yeah, that, which led to an MRI, which led to a conversation with a neurosurgeon who suggested um, that I, I'd get surgery for spinal fusion and came out, of that, um, came out of that surgery in May of 18 with basically lost the use of my right arm. Um, and so the, the symptoms I was feeling just sort of came on tenfold from, um, from, that, uh, from that surgery. Um, then there's a lot of prodding and probing and, and the likes. And, and the thing with MND is, um, there's no, the diagnosis is one of exclusion. It's not one of, you know, um, it's always on the table, but we're not looking for it. Um, you're sort of going, excluding various other things. And there was, there was signs that I I might've had, you know, various other neurological ailments, um, which do repair themselves. So the fact that I wasn't repairing was. Probably one of the, the telltale signs in the end so um it wasn't until late 19 late last year that, um, that i was formally diagnosed um with mnd and then uh there's a neurological center here in victoria down at mentone and um so I, I went down there and was formally diagnosed um by them in february of this year so so it was a bit of a game changer as you can uh, as you can well imagine it was always sort of you know in the background but the guys i was dealing with the neurologists were um um well they, they saw it as being on the back burner they didn't see it as being um you know uh, likely at that for all the investigations they were going through until they ran out of options so um so yeah you can imagine you know a bit going changing and, and all those sorts of things but um i suppose you know you look at the alternatives of um you know the, the sad things that go on in our world and, and everything and I, and I suppose i was prepared for it in some degree um again it never you know uh, yeah, it was just a horrible sort of couple of days when when I was diagnosed and, you know, letting people, friends and family know and, and those sorts of things. Um, so, yeah, tough kick at the time, but, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it's incredible in terms of how the mind works um, and I can fully understand how people struggle with this sort of thing and for whatever reason, and I, you know, this is this is the bit where it's fascinating to explore how the the mind works. And, um, but for whatever reason, you know, I've accepted it. Um, I, I have my down times of course. Um, but by and large, you know, I've got some ailments, I've got some, you know, my life's changed, but not dramatically there's things I can and can't do anymore. Um, but you know, you've got support around you and, and, um, you know, you've got, yeah, uh, it's a MND Victoria look after me, and I've got a an advisor there who does a wonderful job um, supporting me. I've got you know OTs in place and physios and all that sort of support network, and and the one that I've been using for the last few months are you know a couple of carers who come in and just perform a wonderful job of of just taking the stress out of my life. Um, yeah. so that means that I can get on with things and and lead as normal life as I as I can. So I don't look at it. You know, there's the stuff I used to do. I can't walk very far now. My legs are fine. It's all sort of in my arms at the moment. So the version of MND I've got is called Arm Flail. Um, so the, my arms are going. I can feel them sort of, you know, going now. So it's basically just it's strange feeling. It's like, you know, you've, uh, your, your TV remote when it's sort of, you know, it's starting to go and, you know, it's not changing the channels and whatever else. Well, that's where my arms are. They just, um you know, you know they're on the way out and I, I can't, carry a cup of coffee for instance I've you know got to have my arm fully extended um, I can't have my arm at sort of right angles or anything it just it just won't carry a simple thing like a phone or a cup of coffee or whatever it might be so but you know so what um, you know that doesn't that doesn't you know I can, I can get around all that sort of stuff so and I am getting around all that stuff um, probably the, the main thing for me is fatigue I get fatigue pretty easily um, you know we got yep. a set of shops is just you know just up the road 10 minute walk um, I can get there alright, but you know, coming home is a bit challenging. So, um, so I don't walk that much anymore. I've got a, a mobility scooter, which is uh, which is a godsend. That um, you know gets me around everywhere I want to go, and um, you know get on the train and you know go places and all those sorts of things. And you can hire them when you go on holidays. Those um, little advantages that you find out. Um, so along the along the journey. So mate, I don't see that. Um, you know, absolutely, my life's changed, but but not to the point where I'm a different personal my lifestyle's changed significantly or whatever it might be it's um it's you know it's business as usual I suppose
1: yeah well look first of all thank you for you know sharing that so openly and you know just being able to talk about it like that and I know 100% that you doing this and just talking about that is going to help so, so many people because it's one of the problems and it's one of the reasons, especially with men, you know, like you were saying before, men, when we have a problem, we often push it aside and wait till, you know, we can't stand it anymore to go and actually ask for help. And um, with our mental health as well, which, you know, a lot of what this podcast is about, the mindset, um, it doesn't mean you're strong if you... Don't talk about emotional things, or you bottle things up, or you don't get help. It's actually the opposite. It takes a lot more courage. What you're doing and your viewpoint is the most courageous thing you can do. And you know, having that, um, you know, acceptance and courage just to make the most of the situation. And you know, I, I talk about a lot, which is something that's not pleasant to talk about. But in reality, everyone is going to die at some point. And we don't like to remind ourselves we, you know, we, we try and hide from the fact, but hiding from the fact means that we often put off, you know, being the person we want to be or doing what we want to do. We're all going to. So, you know, it sort of mean makes life more meaningful. And then you you just be more authentic when you accept that.
2: Yeah. Um, it's funny you say that because that's exactly where I'm at. That, um, uh, you know, I've just got the, the when and no, sorry, not the when so much, but the, the how and the why sorted. (laughs) Whereas, um, yeah you know so I, again that, that sort of sharpens me up a bit I, I, know, I know what's going on there I know what what's around the corner and yeah I'd like to live another 10 or 20 years I know that's not going to be the case but um you know this is where it gets weird Nick um I in you know I, I I do use the word lucky in my head I hesitate to say lucky because I'm not lucky right but conversations every conversations I have is essentially a positive conversation right now um whoever that may be and i'm you know i deal with a lot with the medical fraternity now of um you know right throughout the whole the whole range um that's a positive conversation for me you know how are you what can we do to help you what, what can we do to make your life better friends exactly the same i get i get phone calls out of the blue from people that um you know just wouldn't have heard of you know people heard on the grapevine yeah. that i'm crook or whatever it might be so I get a phone call from people. um, You know, how are you, mate? Um, Those sorts of things. So the crap that we all put up with on a day-to-day basis is largely gone from my life. I have to deal with a different set of crap, but Mm. it gets overridden to some degree by the positivity of the conversations that I have on a daily basis. And, mate, that is so fucking... I don't know, empowering and uplifting and, um, I don't know, it's, it's an experience I'm having now that I haven't had in my previous life because, yeah, we have to deal with the odd shit sandwich and, and, and all that sort of stuff that pops up from time to time. It's life, right? So the way I've thought it through in my head, which I bring myself to every now and again, is that I live my, my life inside a set of train tracks, And whatever I have to deal with, I throw into the train tracks. So it's right in front of me, it's visible, it's not going anywhere and I have to deal with it. (laughs) And I I do deal with it, right? I I find that quite straightforward to deal with because it's it's directly in front of me. And it's funny that the flip side of that is that if it's outside the train tracks and I can't bring it in or I don't want to bring it in, then my world turns to shit pretty quickly just in that immediate kind of response. Um, I don't want to deal with it. You know, it's not in the train tracks. I don't want to deal with it. So push it aside, and I know it's there, but I don't want to deal with it. So it's a bit of a balancing act with that. But I find that um, you know, bringing everything into into that line of visibility uh, has been really helpful. Um, Just defines how I'm going to deal with something, Um, and that's you know, that's everyday family life or whatever it might might be. I find I'm so much more relaxed and. I've got 21-year-old twin boys who are, you know, fantastic, they're unbelievable kids and um, so supportive and um, all that sort of stuff. Um, but, you know, 21-year-old kids bring their baggage, don't they? But I find that, the ba- you know, the baggage is fine, right? I mean, you know, they'll ha- hangovers and late nights and all that sort of stuff, Well, you know, part and parcel.
1: Part of life, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's sort of... Absolutely. Yeah, so...
2: Yeah. But you know, I'm just much more relaxed with that sort of stuff now. You know, they're, they'll, when they're 21, I, I take the view that they their decisions are their own and I'm only here to, you know, help, help mould the situation or whatever it might be or, you know, for fatherly advice or whatever, um, as and when required. But, you know, their lives are their own. So, um, yeah, so yeah. that sort of, again, I've, I've adopted more of a stress or a low stress um, approach to to so many things than what I would have done before because, you know, it's not my priority to, to worry about stuff like that. It's um it's gonna look after itself and I'll you, so, know, you know I'll put inside my train tracks and I'll deal with it as, as best I can.
1: I yeah, I love the train track analogy and I love what you're saying there and it's it's like um it, it takes people often, you know, a life changing event to be you know, to to come to that mindset and, and like you're saying, you know, you're you've now found that you're just there's so much bullshit in that we worry about every day that really you know there's very few things that are actually critical for us to stress over so if we can eliminate those and and you know like you said you're practicing gratitude in everyday life you're having a conversation with someone that's positive you're grateful for that if we could do that everyone would be so much more present and happy and and also with the train track analogy this is one of the biggest problems i see in all the work i do in mental health that um people are overwhelmed because No matter, you know, who you are, what you're doing, where you're at, we can always want more, try and, you know, um, compare ourselves to other people, try and aim for things that are out of our reach. But if you are doing what you're doing, you're talking about, which I think is what you're saying with that analogy that, um, yeah, there's a million different things I could worry about, but you know what, what is in my realm of control right now? And that's my, that's my world. That's, and and I'm going to just focus on that because I can control that. And that's what, that's how I can operate. If I sit there and think about all these other things that I have no control over, I'm going to make myself sick and I'm not going to enjoy myself. And, and that is one of the biggest problems we now face because, you know, mass media consumption, social media, I, I guess the world we, the Western world we live in, where it's just so capitalistic, where it's even when everyone has, you know, someone can have everything that they need or should that should make them happy but they want more and more and more it's like you know where does it end yeah yeah it's crazy
2: it is crazy it is crazy yeah and it's it's um nothing's been by design with the way i'm sort of you know feeling and operating Mm. at the moment it's um um and oh look i i do think about it but i don't think about it so it's you know i'm not going to burn up energy thinking about how i feel um you know good good example so again as as i said earlier my, my arms are sort of um failing me a bit, and um, uh, we went away week before last, and I had a swim, um, and, you know, as you do, you sort of dive under and, you know, take that sort of first stroke of breast, breaststroke when you're under the water kind of thing, and I tried to do that. My arms didn't work, um, and so I stumbled, and, and, again, I didn't have my arms to balance myself. I was coming out of the water, so it sort of took three or four stumbles to, to get out of the water. Um, to, you know, I was only waist deep, but... To, to get myself upright again, um, so you know that's a that's a pretty not a brutal reminder, but it's a pretty good reminder of what's going on. Because um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, three months ago I could have done that, right? I could have had enough strength of arms to just sort of right myself and those sorts of things. Um, and so then I sort of you know analyse, well, where am I at with with my arms and and so. It's funny, it just it was absolutely instantaneous. It was last Saturday night and, and, and it was sort of dinner time and both the boys were home and about to go out and all that sort of stuff and so it's instantaneous. I just grabbed everyone and said, Look, this is what's going on and then bawled me fucking eyes out for ten minutes. And yeah, I get a bit emotional when I talk about it like now. Of course. Yeah. 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 But um but it was great because you know, without getting that out and without setting the, the new set of guidelines that I'm living my life by um yeah well i'm hiding something from myself i'm hiding something from family no one wins out of that um yeah. and we can't adapt we can't adapt to to the new me and the new me is only sort of two percent difference to the me of last week and and the week before that but you know i just need to set the guidelines again to say guys i'm struggling with um with my arms and my arms are pretty you know they're on the way out and they're um you know it was when i was diagnosed the, the comment was 12 months um, you know, you'll sort of lose the use of your arms in 12 months. And that's pretty much what it's looking like. So, um, um, so, but again, resetting, I suppose, excuse me, recalibrating a bit and um, um, just letting everyone know that, you know, again, it's reality, right? No point hiding behind a, uh, a non-real situation. So let's get it out there. Let's get it on the table. Yeah, I need help. Um, I know you're all supportive. I know you're all around me. And again you know this extends to friends and and beyond that as well um we had a Absolutely. walk yeah we had a walk uh so D victoria do a wonderful job of you know fundraising and support it, it, well, so the fundraising is to fund their support um so support both at the emotional level um but also at the practical level in terms of you know they provide you with with um tools um and support to uh to get you through so wonderful organisation and they had a walk to, uh, so there was The Walk to Defeat MND, which was a couple of weeks ago. And so, um, yeah, I, you know, went out on Facebook, this is what we're doing um, and, you know, got some great support from a donation point of view from from uh, friends and family and and then on the day and, and people surprised me, They you know, a lot of people said, yeah, I'll be there, I'll be there, I'll be there. Um, and then half, you know, probably half a dozen or so people just turned up which was great. You know, just, I didn't expect to see them and we're all so, hiding. So. You know, we still had the mask at that stage and so, you know, I'm looking at people saying, I kind of know you, but, <laughs> you know, I don't, well, I didn't expect yeah, to see you here. Try to work out, yeah. Yeah. I didn't expect yeah. to see you here, A, and B, um, you hide behind a mask. So, you know, so that was a just a really good, so I had a wonderful day. You know, all it was was a, a, you know, 12K walk or whatever and just chatting with people along the way. Um, you know, there's a part of life that, and everyone I've spoken to, I've, you know, just, caught up with a couple of people over the phone since then and whatever night that was a great day that was a great day all we did was walked for three hours and talked you know and yeah. and had a beer at yeah. the end of it and the response was what a fantastic day that was um you know it shows yeah. how easy life is when you when you allow life to be easy
1: the simple things yeah it's just connecting with people isn't it and it's like we it's again goes back to that thing of we kill ourselves trying to achieve all these different things, putting pressure on things, worrying about things when at the end of the day, the core things are available to most of us, you know, family, friends, connecting with people, doing things, just to helping others, doing things to that make us feel good. It's not rocket science, but then we get so caught up in all of the noise that, you know, we forget that. And um, yeah, I, I love everything. All the stuff you're talking about naturally here are things that, you know, I'm bringing on different experts and we're trying to um, you know, extract out of them to to help people. You're naturally bringing it up because I guess you're in that mindset. But um, even what you said before, I think is so important. And for anyone listening to this, um, you were talking about when you were telling your family about um, how things had gone a bit downhill with the arms and you started crying and got emotional. And that is so important because again, and especially with men, I've had this problem and, you know, I'm still struggling getting better with it i actually cried recently about something and i was like oh my god i barely ever cry and i just felt amazing you know getting it out but there's this thing conditioned i know i've had it conditioned felt it in me and i know so many other men or and men and women people just this thing where it's oh no i've you know i can't i can't allow i've got to just push through i can't allow that emotion to come out and it's so unhealthy if you you know you're meant to allow it to release and that's a way of dealing with it and processing things
2: yep yep mate I have so, be- yeah I love yeah, that point yeah I have become the softest bastard on earth seriously <laughs> I mean, you talk about crying um, it, <laughs> any feel good thing on TV sets me off now and, and seriously it does it, it, it's so you know watching the bloody block <laughs> the other night well I tell you, you know, when they announced to the three who got through that SAS thing during the week I don't know if you watched it um, you know three got through it, but yeah I know it yeah so th- you know three got through at the end of it all and someone you know someone we're all watching it together and someone said something and, and I couldn't answer for 15 seconds Goes I was holding back the tears <laughs> I, it, it is seriously unbelievable I, I got no explanation for it other than I suppose you know my, my emotions are you know are, are tweaked but um, yeah. any feel good moment on TV or, or in person or whatever uh, bang it just grabs straight at my heart and and I, I, I don't. I probably just take that five seconds to hold it in, and you know, because it's a bit silly to be to be blunt about it. Um, you know, crying yeah. at the bloody block or something or other. <laughs> don't want to be advertising that. This isn't going out anywhere, is it? This is just you and me
1: talking. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to listen to this, mate. No, it's yeah, exactly. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to expose you, mate, for how emotional you are. We're gonna. Everyone's going to hear about this. <laughs> But um no it's a, yeah it's a positive thing. Yeah but
2: I'm I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Right? If someone turns around and, and accuses me of being a soft but well that's fine. I'm you know more than comfortable with that. But um but it's just amazing for me yeah. that um, I've got this new set of emotions to to deal with from time to time and you know cuz it's not not me if that makes sense but it's it's not me either kind of thing so I it's a part of. The, I know what you it's mean. It's a part yeah. of the new me. Yeah, and but when I had and when I had kids, it probably it probably kicked in a little bit when I had kids. Um, you know, you'd see things involving kids and whatever, and of course that's a different set of emotions. So, yeah, i would be you know become a different person slightly with that. But um, you know, again, the last twelve months or so, I've been become pretty soft. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's it's a positive thing. I mean, it, I think the world would be a better place. You know, if. Um, and one one of the things i pursue is acting and i remember that when i first started my coach had said okay now you, the first thing if you want to be a good actor the first thing we're going to do is you're going to have to unlearn everything you've learned for the last 20 years because as a kid you know a kid is very open they they're not they're not censored in what they say they if they feel sad they'll express it if they're angry they'll express it if they're happy they'll express it we get conditioned over time that um, this is right this is wrong don't do this. Don't behave like that. And then eventually you become so suppressed that you hold everything in. And you be- and you become miserable. And it's you know it's not how it should be. So again, I think it's a great example that um, you know what what you're talking about there. People need to know that it's actually really healthy and good to be like that. That's how people should be. We should be able to you know express ourselves because that's you know how you be- just get more. It's he- it's healthy. It, 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 you get more out of life that way.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I think this through a bit, but I don't, it just sort of doesn't consume me. But it, it surprises me. Um, and, I, you know, again, the, the professionals will will be able to sort of put more mayo on this. But um, um, I am who I am, right? And, and everyone I talk to, oh, you know, you're amazing how you're coping with it and all that sort of stuff. I don't feel amazing. I just, you know, it's an extension of me. It's the new me. It's the current me. Um, mm-hmm. So deal with it kind of thing. Now, I know... I know I've got dark days ahead and we'll deal with the dark days. Um, and I, But the good thing is, I don't know what they look like, right? I've got a reasonable idea, but I don't know, you know, I can't tell you exactly what's going to happen in, you know, two, five, yeah. ten years' time or whatever, right? But I know I've got some dark days yep. ahead of me. So I'll deal with that at the time. And what I don't want to do is to for my life to become that now because it's not that now. It's now now. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah and you know it, it's sort of i, I you know, mental health's got so much more um become public i suppose in the last few years and and it was a, you know a wonderful thing and it fascinates me as to the i feel so sorry for the people who can't deal with it you know i can't fathom what it looks like to have those dark days and you know the black dog and all that sort of stuff it's such a sad environment to be in and i suppose i could be in that environment i, I really don't know what that might you know what why am i me and why why is my attitude my attitude it's not as if i've had to train myself or whatever i think i'm just one of the fortunate ones that's been able to adapt um adapt and learn and and you know move on but i can understand fully how the opposite would be true that um you could absolutely get you know get caught up in it and allow a disease to define you and um yeah you know and that become you know the disease becomes you and whatever in fact you know phil again our friend um said something to me with the neil danaher situation you know neil danaher just been mm-hmm. unbelievable um you know and he's put mnd on the map which sorry i'll digress yeah. a little bit but um there's only two and a half thousand people in australia right now with mnd now when I found that number out, how the fuck can that happen? How 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 can that happen to me that I'm one of two and a half thousand people yeah. in a population of 25 yeah. million? So that did me head yeah. in for a bit, you know. That I just couldn't get my head around that. What did it? Yeah. So um, so there's that aspect of it, but but you know you you, you move on from that. Um, and again, I'm I don't know. I just I've taken the approach that I know that a positive attitude is not going to hurt but I know that a negative attitude is absolutely going to hurt. It's only going to drag me down.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, you, know, yeah. you know, I dare say a positive attitude is only going to, yeah, make things easier for me to um, to accept and get my head around. But um, uh, uh,
1: Significantly. Yeah, you know, but
2: uh, sorry, um, I mentioned Phil there, and i just sorry, just back on that train yeah. of thought, that um, we were talking about Neil Danaher and the wonderful work that he's done and, and everything else. And but Phil said to me, geez, it'd be hard living with it every day though. And it is living with it every day because you've made it your crusade. And again, fantastic for him to do that. But um, when Phil said that, I thought, yeah, shit, I don't want to make this my crusade. I don't want to, you know, I, I'm living with it day by day and it's it's in my face day by day. But gee whiz, you got to have, you know, you got to have some time off at some point.
1: Yeah, you don't want to allow it to, you know, it's not going to define you. It's it's one, it's just something you're dealing with, but it's it's not... It's not you, you're still are the same person you're still you know living the same life it's just because otherwise I guess it does become all con- all consuming and um, yeah
2: and and again, credit to him, but but um you know I couldn't do that yeah. I, I just yeah. couldn't do that it's not me to to um yeah. to be able to sort of put that time and energy and you know, I've got a less energy now and i I spend energy on the things <laughs> I want to do um so yeah well, again it's it's just um yeah, that, that you know, be hard work to sort of, um, you know, make it your your, your personal crusade. I think so. Yeah, again, well done. Yeah,
1: definitely. Again. Yeah. But uh, I definitely appreciate you doing this because I know this um this interview will definitely help people. You know, hundred percent. There's no no doubt that it will. So, um, you are you know you are helping a lot by doing this. So yeah. Again, you know, thank thanks for for just being so open in this chat, mate. Because it's no, really it's really good to hear.
2: No, look, it's it's yeah. a pleasure. And again, you know, I suppose I'm, I, I'm a representation of the support that I've got. You know, I want yeah. to... So, yeah, the number of people who have just climbed on my back and, you know, good on your mate, it's it's unbelievable, you know, how, you, how you're coping with this. And, um, you know, I've got two answers. So you give me a call and how are you going? And, and you know, for someone I haven't seen for a while, I've got two answers. Well, first one is, I'm fine, because I am. And the second one's, one is... I'm shithouse because it's part of me that's shithouse as well. Mm. So you know, if we haven't, you know, first time if we don't speak for six months, here you going, well, mate, I'm fine, but I'm shithouse. I am fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm living how I want to live and I want, I'm doing what I want to do. But yeah, there's there's something fairly significant going on that, that you know grounds me from time to time. Um, mm. And so that's kind of you know where my where my head's at. That that live you know live for the now, do the now, um, be appreciative of the now. Because uh, again, I, I've got a, I live in a different set of circumstances. To what I lived in five years ago, and that is—I yep. live yep. in a, an environment of positivity and and gratitude. So, um, you know, it's a
1: yeah.
2: Um, again, I you know, as I said before, it's weird. I don't want to say I'm lucky because I'm not, but I am. You know, I, I, and I respect the fact yeah. that um, that there's an element of, of fortune there. That that the last few years of my life are going to be full of that that positivity. So, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't see the I don't see a downside to that. I don't see how that could be a bad thing. Um because people are going to exactly. be there to, people are going to be there to help me get through my 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 dark times. So
1: and and the point you were making before, you know, about that and about um you know um the point you're making before, it's so simple, but this is something that comes up all the time and it's like you were saying um you know, I could look at the negative, get upset, feel like shit or be positive, try and approach it every day as best as I can and you know that's probably gonna have some um it's gonna improve the situation for me if we so if we look at it like logically and this goes to anything because like you see it again in life every day where people we create problems um that aren't necessarily there or you know you're also talking about waiting um worrying about things that haven't happened yet we don't know exactly how or what or when something's going to happen so if we just have the mindset that I'm going to do my best every day and deal with each problem reactively when they happen and be prepared for that, then, you know, that's putting yourself in a way better position than, you know, sitting, cause we could sit there and worry about 10 million different things every day if we wanted to, like, it's just, you know, what, where does it end? Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a really, really strong point, you know, really important thing what you're saying there.
2: Yeah. Just a little, um, you know, I'm uh, COVID and whatever else. So my, the, my job ironically was made redundant when I, just after I was made, uh, diagnosed, um, mm. so there's a flip side to my life as well, and I've got to look at the reality of this. Um, you know, there's potential there for me to be a 58 year old man redundant in a COVID environment where my wife runs her own business that's taken a COVID hit. Um, I can tell you, my neg- my my mindset will be much more negative than it is in in those circumstances if that makes sense. So I've, you know, it does, yeah. I've, I've had a chat, you know. So I'm. I'm a sliding door away from a different set of circumstances, and those circumstances, ironically, are in my mind they'd be tougher to overcome than what I've got at the moment. Because I've got to go and find another job. I've got to go and you know support the family again. You know, I've done all the right things of getting yeah. the insurances in place and all those sorts of things. So, you know, so I am supported financially at the moment, um, which is great. And again, that that helps that helps my mindset to know that I haven't got these worries of of um, you know all the you know, the, the finances and, and those sorts of things that um, that are concerns for us on a daily basis. So, you know, hats off to my wife, she's just been a tower of strength through all this as well, that she's probably, a, you know, can be a bit of a worrier by nature and and whatever, but I think, you know, this is just, large degree brought us closer that, um, you know, the emotional connection that, that we've got, we're there for each other. I know that she's, you know, it's a shit life for her as well, that, you know, she's seen her husband sort of deteriorate before her eyes and the plans that we made and all those sorts of things aren't going to, aren't going to eventuate. But, um, you know, we're, again, we're adapting and, um, moving as, as, um, as we need to move. So, um, do the
1: best you can out of it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Right.
2: Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, so look, it's, it, again, it's, it's just a funny, um, yeah, funny, funny funny's not the word obviously, but, yeah, you know, I just find myself in a in a bizarre set of circumstances. I really do. It's it's just weird yeah. to lead the yeah. life that I'm to lead the life that I'm leading now, and and knowing what it could be, should be, whatever. Um, mm. But again, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm really comfortable in my own skin. That um, you know, that, that I've adapted and and learned and probably become a better me. I think on the
1: on the way through. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. I mean, it's something that I is really important to me to talk about this as well. My uncle had it for. Um, A long time. Um, And, you know, I was very, very close with him. And um, it's something that, you know, I also want to be able to talk about and put this awareness out there. And because, yeah, like, you know, what we're talking about, it's something that needs to all these things need to be talked about. But, um, you know, a lot of the things that you're saying there about being positive with it and doing the right things, he um, was not, he had a really severe, um, I don't know this specific term for what he had, but, but it was a very severe case. And, he did all the right things and prolonged. He was able to get you know delay it, the severity of it significantly, and get so much more. So it made a huge difference. I saw it firsthand, and you know we couldn't believe. And a lot of it was from making sure he you know kept his his mind active, did the right things every day, looked after himself, slept enough, et cetera. And it it just was amazing the difference it made. So it was you know it's it's such an important thing. Yeah.
2: No, it is. Yeah. It is. I can absolutely relate to all that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, um, it, it, unfortunately, uh, again, you know, this is a, a mindset adjustment I've had to make, but, um, you know, every time you go to the doctor, every time you, you know, you go to a physio, you tell your hammy, whatever, um, you know, throughout yeah. your life, well, you only go to the doctor to get better, right? You know, take one of these, do these stretches, whatever, you're going to get better. Unfortunately, I don't have those conversations anymore, <laughs> mate, you're going to yeah. die. Um, and so it took me a while to get my head around. Um, you know, why isn't he giving me the yellow pill that's going to sort of make me better? Um, because that's what we were, that's what you were saying before about forgetting, you know, your life experiences. Um, yeah. So I've had to really adapt to that yeah. one to, to learn, um, the new way, I suppose, of, of, you know, what my medical conversations are, are going to be like. So it's a bit yeah, of
1: that. That's a tough one. Yeah. So and that, did that take you a long time to get your head around? Because I guess it goes against instinct, doesn't it? Our instinct is we're going to deal with something, get over it, get better, push forward. But then, you know, you got to think, okay, well, I can, you know, maintain things and prolong things, but there's no one stop solution to fix this.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, look, it, it's just, again, it's a mindset thing, right? You just don't, you know, that I've learned, I suppose what I've learned is that this is the conversation I'm going to have. Um, you know, it's not going to be a, it's not going to be a you know um, beer and skittles at the end of it. It's it's sort of a it's a conversation to manage the rest of your life, um, knowing yeah. for, knowing full for well yeah. that, that there is a sort of a you know bit of a definition around that. So yeah. again, you go in with eyes wide open and, and understand what the you know what the circumstances are and you know just adapt
1: accordingly. Um, are there other things you've done um, to try and cope with it, such as you know meditation, practicing different things like that, or has it been more a natural thing of you know, you've sort of done certain things that have just naturally come to you to, to deal with it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've got some help here and there. Um, again, pro- probably most of it was pre-diagnosis, I suppose. Because, you know, I, I was, yeah, dealing with the similar sort of physical ailments I've got now, but on a lesser scale, yeah. and, and for 18 months of, you know, no one knowing what was going on. So that was probably just a tough or a tougher period to some degree that I didn't know what, what was going on. So during that, yeah, I had a bit of um, you know psych help and um, uh, a bit of meditation out of that and whatever else. I just found the meditation hard to get into and hard to um, yeah. Just it was a personal thing. I, I'm not against it by any means, but it just I did find find it hard to. Um, I suppose you know it's probably the opposite of what I, the way I should be thinking about it, but disciplining you disciplining yourself to actually do it um, rather than you know more allowing yourself to do it. Um, yep or just becoming a part of who you are and, and all that. So, um, yeah, not against it by any means, but I just haven't found that natural progression to, you know, I, to be honest, yeah. I suppose I, I, I probably haven't found the need, I suppose, to, to look yeah. for something else. I'm probably comfortable enough in my own skin to know that, that I don't think I can do too many things, which are going to change where I'm at at the moment. So, yeah, you know, yeah. let's just march on the street that we're marching on at the moment.
1: Yeah. And a lot of these things get talked about, you know, meditation, different things that we should be doing and whatever. And, you know, a lot of them are good, but at the same time, I, I mean, it's like anything, it gets the conversation gets taken too far where yes, they are good if it works for the individual. But from what you're telling me, a lot of the things you're doing, it's more organic and, you know, you're, you've naturally, uh, by virtue of the situation, um, doing things like practicing, you know, being more grateful, um, being more mindful about things, changing, you know, how you're you approach things, which is what a lot of those lessons are meant to teach people. But I think you're organically doing it. But I think also for anyone, again, you know, um, listening to this, if you are wanting to work on any of these different things, there's no, you know, right or wrong or black or white way to do it. There's, you know, you don't have to, there's no one size fits all. There's so many different approaches to how we can just, be, basically the core of all of it is just how do we improve our mindset and you know, there's a million ways we can try and do that. And that's a
2: really important point. I think the, mo- the one, no, no, sorry. No one size fits all because, you know, to some degree, society expects us to fall into a certain category. And, um, you know, for, you know, mindfulness gets thrown down your throat or meditation gets thrown down your throat. And then you probably feel a little bit guilty that it's not working for me. So, you know, the problem comes back to me rather than, um, you know, rather than is that suitable for, for the way my head works and, and the way I'm going to heal myself. Um, yep. So I think I'm probably fortunate that I've stumbled upon my own little way of coping. Um, so therefore I haven't had to look too far to, you know, to, to help me with the find a solution to just, yeah, you know, my lifestyle now is, as I've said to you, is it's very relaxed. It's, um, uh, you know, I've, I'm effectively in early retirement without the golf. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, with the mindset you have now, um, I mean, do you look back on your life and think, oh, fuck, you know, like I, I wish I could have just, you know, cared less about a lot of these things that I used to worry about? Like, do you look back now and think, you know, or oh, so much crap that spent time, you know, stuck in these, you know, things that we get concerned ourselves with?
2: Um, yeah, I think to, I think absolutely to a degree. I've probably, it's probably helped me find out who I am. Yeah. Um, and why I feel I've always been pretty good at, at, at analysing why I feel the way I feel at a certain time if I've got the right. shits with something I'm, I'm able to unwind that and I'm able to get back to whatever it was that caused it you know. and it might be you know five um, things that go that happened to me but they've all sort of snowballed into the way I feel today but I'm able to unpack it reasonably well and say well you know, yeah, so-and-so gave me the shits, you know, three days yeah. ago, and I haven't recovered from that. Um, yeah. And and therefore, you know, then I spoke to Nick and he gave me the shits and, you know, blah, 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 and, and it's escalated. Yeah. And that's why I feel... So I've always been able to go back to the root source and say, yeah, I feel shit ass right, right now because of, you know, what happened three days ago. Um sure. And so I'm, I'm fortunate in that regard, I think, that, that I've, I've
1: got that... You've always had that self-awareness about it. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I yeah.
2: think... Where I'm at now is probably, you know, an extension of that, that, um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm able to compartmentalise what's going on with me and, and just deal with that. As I said before, that you know, the train tracks. Um, yeah. Chuck them in there and, um, yeah, it is funny. I wish I could, you know, you could get inside my head, but, um, you know, if it's outside, yeah. it's outside, it just throws me a bit. Every time it's outside, it, you know, I do get thrown um, by that stuff. But- that, that's outside but, yeah. but I'm, 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 able to, I'm able to keep it outside and, and um and not to let it influence me
1: yeah no but I, I again I am gonna I might steal your train track analogy if 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 you don't mind mate because <laughs> I love it do I get the royalties I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly I'll give you royalties because um, it's listening to that's helping me because I'm my biggest thing and you know the reason I got into this work was because of my own experience with depression. And for me, the biggest things: anxiety and overthinking and, you know, putting too much pressure on things, worrying about too many different things. And, you know, listening to that analogy you're giving, it, it really is a good framework, you know, it's helping me just listening to that because I'm like, well, it makes sense, you know, keep it in that realm. Stop. Of course, anyone's going to be become stressed and panicked if we worry about, we can all no matter what, worry about things and, you know, create problems. So it's just really bringing it back. It's it's really, I think, a lot of what you're saying with that is just discipline, having the discipline to make sure that you monitor the thinking and keep it in the realm that is conducive to you to, um, you know, stay in, in the best state of mind that you can be in. Mm.
2: Yep, that's a really good point. Yeah. It, and it's, it's, it's easy, but it's hard, right? I'm, I'm never going to say, you know, of course, yeah. to someone who's... Um, you know, who, who is struggling with it, you know, it's easy because, because it's not, right? I mean, it's, it's, it is, isn't. I think you need, you need to have that fortunate situation or set of circumstances or, you know, your own personal mindset, which, you know, I think, again, the experts will tell me more about this than I can ever fathom, but, um, you know, you're, you're largely who you are and, and, you know, you'll get influenced by different things and whatever else, but the way you think, the way you behave, the way you adapt is because of who you are. Um, yeah. You know, some cope with it better than others. So, you know, I'm probably, again, I'm just one of the fortunate ones that, that is in a, you know, again, I have, I'm blessed with the ability to cope with it uh, a little easier, I suppose.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, what would be your advice to someone who, you know, is, um, you know, someone that's young, got their life ahead of them, that is just, you know, thinks they're not enough and is worrying about, you know, every different thing and, you know, is, putting all that pressure or, you know, or, or for example, you know, the thing that a lot of people do now, which is, you know, I'm not, it's what we're attaching basically our self-worth to external things. I'm not enough unless I have a bigger house than my neighbor. I'm not enough unless I, uh, you know, become a partner in the firm that I work in. I'm not enough unless my business hits this level. I'm not enough unless I become the biggest actor. Like what would be your advice to them just in general in life and in what, what, you know, to focus on and what, what's important?
2: Oh, you know, another hour, don't we? Um, uh, Look, talk, you know, when you, when you started sort of describing that situation, my my first reaction was talk. Um, You know, I just don't, I don't, don't, and I think the younger generation today do have the ability to talk so much more than, and and, like they they talk via their phone, but they'd still talk. Um, And I see it with my boys again, you know, 21 and, You know, uh, they turned 21 during COVID and, um, you know, lockdown and all that sort of stuff. And and that was tough, it was tough on them, tough on us. Um, Their mates were turning 21 and, you know, as a group, they all had the shits and they were entitled to have the shits with that. So, um, but they were all there, you know, what I really took from it, they were all there to support each other. Um, And that, that group of, you know, mates and family of my boys' network has been unbelievably supportive, both emotionally and financially and physically, um, to me. Um, and so I really yep. take something out of that, out of that group, that sort of, that generation that, that they're pretty well prepared for what's going on, um, because they're prepared to talk and they're able to talk, um, and yep. get, and get their emotions out there. So that, you know, that was, that's my f- probably my first one is, 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 talk and you know, don't be afraid cool. to, yeah. to, you know, to, to let your emotions run wild and, and all those sorts of things. Um, look, the, you know, the wider question, mate, I, yeah, it's, it's tough, isn't it? It's, um, you know, we live in a society today where it is all about, you know, being the best you can be, but being the best you can be is always going to be measured against the bloke next door and, um, and all those sorts of things. Um, and yeah, it's social media allows you to, you know, your failures are so much more easily identified and, and then you know, scorned and 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 whatever else. It's just a tough world. I'm, I'm you know I'm glad I didn't live in that, in this social media age to, um, to do my head in. And I don't think <laughs> I, and I'm I serious. I wouldn't cope with, um, um you know, I wouldn't cope with it at all. I don't think so. I, I like that. That the, the kids of today have got the ability to, you know, to to talk to talk. Um, yeah. And to you know, again, I'm, I, I show a lot more emotion with my boys in my family than I know I did with, with, when I was growing up and with my father and, and those sort of things. And there's nothing yeah. against my dad. It was, you know, it was a generational thing, um, for him that, you know, he couldn't, uh, you know, he couldn't display the closeness and the, you know, the, the touchy feely bits that I'm, I'm able to, cause you know, we, we, we move for different generations and we're fortunate that we do. Um, so I think, you know, I think be open, be, be respectful, be gracious, be, you know, all those sorts of things um yep and but it, you know you know it's it ultimately comes down to the individual um you know you know and the coping me- mechanisms and and those sorts of things that the individual has you know I, again i hear some stories from my, my boys that you know some are doing it tougher than others and you know it's, um and i think it's uh it's a it's a good thing that that we're aware you know there's so much more awareness now of the challenges that that face all of us not just the kids of today but um but, you know, we're all faced with our demons and, and whatever else. So, um, you know, we're in a for- yes. really, really fortunate today situation today that we can actually, you know, we've got the avenue to discuss it and to, to work through it and whatever, which, again, might not have been the case in previous generations. So...
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: Yeah. Don't um, know if it answers your question. <laughs> it does. No, it does. It does. Yeah. Um, so we're, we've, we finish every interview with, um, I've just got five closing questions. These are like sort of one-line answers or whatever first comes to mind that we ask every guest at the end of the interview. Um, so it's just interesting to sort of see the answers that come up. Um, before I go into that, is there any other final things you wanted to, to mention? or, And also like, we'll put links in, in the episode. If people want to learn more about um, MND, um where can they where where can they go i'll put a link to you know maybe the australian best australian
0: uh, to, go to or whatever
2: so if, yes it's mnd's association is the um i suppose this is is the support network um so yep. Yep. um i'm actually on a steering committee now to sort of uh look at how we can improve the communications or different forms not necessarily improve but different forms of communication for the community that is affected by it so um it, Crosses the medical profession, but also people who are suffering from it, um, and family, and, and and those sorts of things. So that we're trying to create an environment there that um, is a one-stop shop for any questions you might have on on MND. So if you're diagnosed or you know someone or whatever, bang, you can you can go and get that pretty quickly. Um, Great. Right. So that's that's yeah, that's been a really you know enjoyable experience to be on that. Um, yep. So yeah, just your local, and I I should know the actual. So it's MND Vic now. What the actual website address is? Uh, we'll put
1: the link up. Yeah, we'll we'll find the link and put that in the actual episode notes when we um, release it.
2: I'll drop you a link myself. So um, so you got the perfect, right one. Perfect. But then that's a, that's a national organisation that then um, drops down into states as well. So um, and I can tell you, you know, you, right. you're, very, you're very well catered for um, in that regard. So wonderful people Great. do a wonderful job. Hi Fran. Yeah, perfect, mate. Hi Fran. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, we'll put the links up, but thank you. Um, so these final questions, um, and like I said, they can be one line answers or whatever comes to mind. But, um, first one is, uh, best childhood memory.
2: Uh, I grew up in Darwin. Um, my dad had a job that took him to us of round a bit and I was, I couldn't tell you, I was probably four or five and I was in to get my tonsils out. And this is one of my earliest childhood memories. Um, I was in the hospital with two or three Aboriginal kids. I had the best night of my life. We just explored every inch of that hospital. Um, they were ordering, you know, at three o'clock in the morning. They were ordering Milo and then throwing the Milo on the floor to so that we could skid through it. And uh, <laughs> um, yeah, one of those enduring, really, really fun enduring memories I like, got. As I say, it's probably probably one of my first uh, childhood memories. Um, but yeah, I that always, uh, I can still, yeah. me- I can just you know, like it happened yesterday. I can still remember it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's so good i love it um what do you think is the biggest burden on mental health in society today
2: oh sharing and um the bravery to to get out there and have a conversation about it um the courage you know courage is a good word i think it's it, it you know it's it's one of those you know i i i'm a corporate guy right i've been in corporate world for Forty years or whatever it is, and um, you know, mission statements always include the word courage. Which, uh, now I'm not working for anyone. I can say this, but it's a load of fucking rubbish, that um, that people overuse this word courage and whatever else. Courage has mm. got to be true courage. Um, and courage has got to be supported yeah. on both sides. That, that um, if I've got the courage to talk to you about something, well, you've got to have the courage to actually support me. Um, and I find exactly, that, and I yeah. find that that's where I've got a bit of a negative viewpoint on it from a corporate point of view, because you don't get the support to be courageous within the corporate environment by and large. I'm sure there's organisations that uh, do oh, support courage, but, but it's a throwaway line. It's a throwaway line. And that's great to have an ambition 100%. statement. So
1: absolutely. But yeah.
2: I think, I think it's so much easier for us to be courageous at a personal level. Um, yep. and, and in a one-on-one environment or smaller groups or whatever else where you haven't got the, you know, the, the corporate overhang of, um, you know, daring to be courageous. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, and and I I know what you're talking about because I've I've done so many sessions and programs for companies for big corporates and um you know going in there I'm always shocked about how the the lack of communication the lack of you know it, the culture is so embedded over such a long time that it's so hard to change so and the, what you're saying is what I always say to them I say look you guys can't wait here for a big change to happen if you want a change to happen each and every one of you has to go and actually start doing little things yourself. Then a change will come. If you wait for the company to do it, if you wait for, you know, them to change the culture, that it won't happen. You know, because it's it, it, take, it starts with the individual.
2: Yep. And if you if you've got the courage to be courageous in that environment, you'll be labelled the courageous one, and you know it'll it'll come back to bite you at some point. Yep. Yeah, I've, exactly. s- I've seen, it, seen it more negative than positive in that environment. Anyway, yeah. rant over. Yeah,
1: that's good. <laughs> 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 um where do you see mental health in society in 10 years time? Do you see things getting better or a bit of both?
2: I think ideally it can only be better. Absolutely. I mean, it's a, again, I'm I'm of that age where I've seen it doesn't exist or an an acknowledgement of it doesn't exist. Um, and so, you know, you just, that crazy guy or what, you know, you were branded, whatever you were branded. Um, you know, just wake up, have a good look at yourself, mate. Um, you know, I, I, again, I, touching back on what we touched on before. I had a phone call from a bloke um, I used to work with, who's, who's in, at, based in Adelaide. Um, no reason to ring me other than he was, you know, killing time driving to work. So, rang me up, read a quick chat, and he was telling me, you know, yep. his, his um, you know, close friend of his uh, killed himself. Um, and everything going for him, absolutely everything going for him. It was only afterwards that yeah. that people sort of, you know, the support came sort of too late. You know, amongst that group, yeah. so you know it's even happening now, right I mean that shouldn't be happening today, but it is, but I can tell it's you it's a real thing it's a real thing yeah. and and again i'm you know old enough to have seen the evolution of it to some degree where it has gone from not existing and you know don't be brave enough to to tell people you've got a problem to absolutely you can go and tell someone you've got a problem now to hopefully that only only improves um, to the point yeah. where you know, are we going to get to eradication? I don't, you know, again, that's not for me to determine or have an opinion on necessarily, but um, you'd like to think that I think if the support's there, the, the, the framework to be, to have the courage and bravery to, to talk about it, then, you know, it can only get better, you'd like to think.
1: Exactly, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've got two more here. Um, what is your personal definition of happiness? Oh, um, comes from, comes from within.
2: Um, I think you've got to figure out what makes you happy in, you know, uh, I think, I think that certainly helps create the behaviours that are going to make you happy. I think there's, you know, probably um, superficial happiness. You tell yourself you're happy, you act happily, you Again, you've got the big house, you know, big house bigger than your neighbour. So therefore, Nick's got to be happy because um, he's got the big house. But you know, again, it's what defines you and what defines your definition of, of happiness. Um, there's no point telling yourself that a Lamborghini makes you happy if you hate driving your Lamborghini. Um, yeah, you know, it's so. I what define? I think I just think it comes from within and 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 be prepared to understand your version of happiness doesn't have to be the next bloke's version of happiness that, um, you know, if you're a little crazy, and a little kooky, but gee where's you're, you're happy. Well go and do it, go and be a bit crazy.
1: Exactly. I love it. Yeah, exactly. mate. that's, that's a hundred percent. Um, so final one, you, were, you were mentioned courage before the, the final question we finish with is what is the most courageous thing you've ever done? Ah,
2: wow. Um, I don't have an immediate answer for that. Um, most courageous thing I've ever done. I'm sure there's
1: a lot. but
2: Yeah, look, nothing comes to mind. Um,
1: maybe I can answer it for you, mate, even from this conversation. I can, you know, I've seen so many things that you've done.
2: Yeah, look, I was about to say that probably the journey now is, is yeah. courageous for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's probably... Look, I... I want to I want to make a difference. I know that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm Joe blogs in the street. So what can I do? But um you know, be fucked if I'm going to lie down and let this thing knock me knock me over. Um, and I am making a difference. Right? I don't know. I'm making a difference, and it's hard for me to say that because I'm not one of those people that blows my own trumpet. Well, but um but you yeah. know, my 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 friends family and everything else are, I think they're in a better better space for, for the way I have tackled this thing, um, taken it on, accepted that it is what it is, but not let it rule my world. Um, yep. and, and that means that I'm making a difference to people because they look at me and say if I was in a situation, I don't know that I'd be attacking it the same way that I am. Um, so for me to be able to just make people think about how they might attack adversity differently is really, really important to me. Um, so that's, yeah, look, you're probably, you're probably right. I think probably this journey is, you know, it's not a, it's not a moment, it's a journey. Um, but I think it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, I think it, it's, in fairness to myself, it's probably is a courageous journey that I'm on that I, I do want to sort of, and I'm not over it. I'm not, you know, I'm only any means, um, you know, anything I can do. I'm you know, really, really appreciative of um, of this forum to, be able to get my voice out there and then and, and so this will find it a part of the community that, that wouldn't ordinarily you know have heard the good work yeah. that you're doing so you know that's a great thing for me as well to be able to just you know find that tiny little community that that again might might uh, hear it that wouldn't have heard it otherwise so but I want to you know one a mate of mine said you know you should get on the bloody corporate circuit yourself and go and tell your, your good story to people because you, you are inspiring to it so um you know whatever with that but um but yeah, yeah, I, I get that, 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 that ongoing reinforcement is really is really, really good for me. That um that I know I'm on the right track and I know that um people see me as as you know, being a really positive influence in in terms of yeah sort of putting in the good word to, to cope with adversity and um how we might tackle things a bit differently.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And look, you are making a difference. You've made a difference to me just having this conversation. This is one of my favourite interviews I've done. I've personally taken so much out of this and uh again just want to say to you mate, you know, thank you for talking openly about it. Thank you for taking the time to um come on this podcast and talk to our listeners. They I know they're gonna get a lot of value out of this whole thing. Um I think it's so courageous what you're doing and you've got such a great approach to everything. So um yeah, just again, you know, thank you for uh making the time to do it.
2: No mate, my pleasure and thank you for, you know, providing the forum because you know, again, it's, a, it's, uh, <laughs> it's using social media for good instead of evil.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's the goal. <laughs> so no, it's yeah, a great, man, it's it, a great, man. Thank you.
2: it's a great forum. And, um, you know, the, you know, podcasting, it's fantastic and it, it, it's, um, we all strap the headphones on and find the, the little ones that, um, and, and, you know, we're passing it on, we're passing on the word of the podcast that, um, you know, everyone's looking for the next, uh, next shiny thing and, and whatever. So, um, uh, yeah exactly. again it's a great forum that, that, that you're providing so I oh, thank you mate for having me on and um, allowing me to, to, to share my experience.
1: No problem mate appreciate it No terrific Thanks again.
2: Thanks Nick Cheers. Cheers mate.
1: This episode of Move Your Mind was produced and edited by Tim Boozer Thanks to Peter Chambers for joining me today for Move Your Mind.